The Electrician Podcast, powered by Schneider Electric. We're bringing you the electrical industry experts you need to hear to discuss the topics you need to know about. Hello, and welcome to The Electrician's Podcast, powered by Schneider Electric. My name is Mike Page, also known as Residual Current, and I'm going to be your host for today, for this episode, as well as a series of episodes uh, based on Amendment 2 of the 18th edition of the S7671. So what we're going to be talking about in this series is the changes that have been proposed to the wiring regulations in the draft of public comment. So that's been out for over a year now. Um, yeah, a, a draft, very much a draft that is subject to change uh, when, you, you know, depending on when you listen to this, uh, is subject to change when the regulations come out uh, or if they're out already, it, it, it may be different. So I just want to stress that. But we're just going to be unpacking, um, you know, different, sort of topics so we've sort of cherry picked a few that we want to talk about and just discussing what it means for electricians how it affects electricians and you know what sort of tech and products are there to help us navigate these changes so that's going to be pretty cool i'm going to be joined by a load of guests and co-hosts from schneider electric so we've got compliance and regulatory guys We've got uh, product guys who actually create these, these products uh, um, and enable us to, you know, implement and work to these new regs. And we've also got, you know, some of these guys who are on the JPO64 and stuff too. So um, really well-informed guys, industry experts, and jets should be uh, should be a good series and, and very, very informative. Speaking of the series, uh, if you want to stay up to date with current and future episodes, which I really recommend you do, this is going to flow from one episode into another. So... So please do watch them in order and, and stay up to date with them. If you want to do that, please make sure you're subscribed or followed on whatever platform you're listening on. It just means that you stay up to date with, with this series and any future content. And uh, yeah, let's, let's get into it and introduce our guests. So welcome, everyone. Before we get into the, the nitty gritty, um, I think we should all introduce ourselves from, uh, you know, our various roles and stuff like that. My name's Mike. I'm an electrician outside of Schneider Electric. I'm going to be hosting this series of podcasts talking about the DPC of Amendment 2 of the latest edition of the wiring regulations. This is going to be purely speculative. We're going to be, you know, addressing certain changes that have, that have been proposed However, none of this is set in stone and some of the stuff we, we are talking about today and in these episodes may not even be in the final cut. It would be surprising, but uh, I just thought I'd put that out there. So like I say, before we get into it, who have we got today? Uh, let's start with Kieran. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name's Kieran Weiss. I'm the upper manager for Schneider Electric UK and Ireland for the residential circuit protection. Uh, and that's consumer units and the associated devices. Hi, everybody. Deepak Sherrod. So I'm the marketing development and offer manager for uh, commercial circuit protection for Schneider Electric. So we're looking at uh, distribution boards in MySpace. Hello, my name's John Bradley. I'm Schneider Electric. I'm what, a UK standardization manager, uh, which means I primarily work on technical committees and contribute to their, their work. Um, that's at an international level, that's IEC, uh, regional level, CENLEC, uh, but most relevant to today at UK national level, where I'm on the UK uh, Wiring Regulations Committee, JPL 64. Uh, I'm chairman of that committee, um, but of course today I'm here 
on behalf of Schneider Electric. Yeah, hi, uh, Mike Bancroft also worked for, for Schneider Electric, the marketing development and offer manager for our connected living uh, portfolio, which effectively includes uh, anything from wiring devices, cable management, what we class as installation uh, products, uh, and also connected products as well, uh, primarily around the, uh, the, the residential and uh, commercial environment. Oh, good morning. Uh, yes, uh, I'm like John. I uh, am one of the uh, UK technical standards manager for Snyder Electric. Uh, I'm also a member of the national uh, committee responsible for 7671, JPL 64, and I'm also uh, active on product uh, uh, committees as well. So um, we've, we've decided on a few topics. Uh, I think we should mention that there is a vast array of changes, isn't there, that have been proposed. Um, we've sort of cherry-picked a few, but um, I just didn't want to sort of blindside, you know, the, the terminology changes to, you know, the changes to, you know, quite important regs to the whole new chapters. There's a lot going on. We, of course, are focusing on five topics uh, on this series of podcasts. And, yeah, I just wanted to make... That, that point that, you know, although we're choosing these and talking about these, there is a lot more going on here. Um, speaking of that, the first one is AFDDs. So there has been a proposed change to the regulation that recommended very loosely the application of AFDDs, um, but didn't indicate any, any sort of mandatory installation um, and didn't offer anything larger than that sort of statement. Um, what's been proposed is that they are gonna be required to be provided for single phase AC circuits, supplying socket outlets and fixed equipment up to 32 amps. So quite a, a statement there. We've gone from, you know, loosely suggesting them to sort of mandating them. So I think we go to the standard guys first. How do you feel, you know, what, they, what they've proposed? How do you feel? that should be interpreted and what do you think the effects of that are going to be? I should mention that um, what we're talking about today is, um, is what was in the draft for public comment of Amendment 2. And the, the draft for public comment was uh, just what it says on the tin. It was um, issued by the British Standards Institution and the IET quite a way back now actually um back at the end of 2019 and um this uh, this contained the proposed changes and um it was sent out for public comment by whoever cared to comment since then the uh, jpel 64 the wiring regulations committee and its subcommittees have been working on things so what will be in the published version of um, the wiring regulations when it comes out a bit later this year may be different from what we're talking about today in terms of uh, the detail of it. But in broad brush sense, certainly uh, what we have, what we're talking about today is, is what is likely to happen in the wiring regulations. But um, there, as, as Mike says, um, the regulation concerned, which is 421.1.7, uh, it now makes it a requirement rather than just a recommendation to provide AFDDs. And uh, in the draft for public comment, it said that that's for single phase AC circuits supplying 
socket outlets and fixed current using equipment. Uh, I think it's fair to say when we get the published wiring regulations, it, it, it may be more limited in terms of what types of premises it relates to rather than just everywhere. But uh, we will have to wait and see how that goes. Um, the regulation uh, um, also recommends uh, AFDDs for, for all other types of circuits as well, not just socket outlets rated up to 32 amp and fixed current using equipment. Um, and um, th there's always exceptions, of course, um, where an AFDD could cause danger. There's a list of them in the regulation, but it's a sort of things like exciter circuits of rotating machines, lifting magnets for cranes, you know, you don't want a crane dropping, dropping something on you. Um, but that's, that's roughly, that's the top and bottom of it. So I suppose, John, so, you know, we, we've been saying for for some time now that this is a, a new topic area, but I suppose it's not really new to the UK anymore. We've been talking about this for a few years um, from the previous releases of the, the wine regulations, haven't we? Um, and I think one of the sort of key points to remember, I think, with this sort of um, topic area is that it's, it's, a, it's a level of technology that we have now available to us that that offers a a type of protection that we we didn't have previously and i think the the changes in the regulation will start to really provide a little bit more guidance uh when it's published such that we we're clearer on where and when we should be using these type of technologies i think one of the one of the things that we've seen in our industry is that <clears throat> the technology changes is uh faster than ever before um, and, and a number of the, the arc fault detection technologies have come to market. Um, and, it, and even with just arc fault detection technologies, they've evolved already, such that there are examples in, in our industry that start to combine multiple technologies and not just isolate only arc fault detection technologies within devices. Um, I think we're really fortunate because as a, as a manufacturer, um, we've managed to, to, to bring to market technologies that really combine the, the traditional circuit protection levels, such as um, miniature circuit breakers, um, residual current devices, so RCDs or RCBOs, into a, a single device, combine that uh, with arc fault detection technology, but moving on from there to, to give some significant levels of technology and advance in the market, we've actually managed to bring into that connectivity. So we, we've now brought to market a device that really starts to give some um, enhanced levels uh, of value and protection to our customers, such that you can you can have short circuit overload arc fault detection um, and levels of visibility that you can understand what's happening with your, your circuits at a remote location. So technology is advancing at a, a phenomenal rate. Um, and I think the the sort of point that I, I've come to here is a, a lot of our audience are actually looking for this guidance to, to really understand what applications and, and where we, we sort of install these technologies. And I think 
once we we see the final uh, version of the the regulations that gets released, I think that will be really uh, a, a good point for for our industry on on that sort of clarity. I'd expect. Mm. I think that's the um, that's the sort of topic that's on the tip of a lot of you know electricians' uh, tongues. Is you know once once the the new regulations are out um, in a couple of months. You know, we want to see the devices that are then being proposed. There's been a lot of sort of, you know, smoke and mirrors around them. We've seen them. Um, but I think a lot of, you know, your boots on the ground electricians, because they aren't being sort of mandated, they aren't being put into positions where they feel like they need to consider them, especially at that price point as well. I think, you know, everyone's happy to offer, you know, um, an RCBO board over a split or something like that. But when you've got AFDDs at the price point they're at, or were at when they originally started, you know, being suggested. I think it was like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay clear of that. But what's going to be interesting is seeing the, you know, the devices, um, you know, when the regulations come out, when, you know, depending on what they are, like we say, we think they're, you know, they're pretty much going to be mandated in certain situations. Um, it's going to be interesting to see that, and it's great that, you know, you guys have got products in the pipeline and available. Um, to do that i think the the thing that electricians need to consider going forward is um little things like allowing space um and preparing to you know sort of justify this technology to consumers because as an electrician myself i struggle explaining you know how, how a residual current device works to, to some clients so then you know you've got that same sort of thing here but especially when it's mandated it could be tough you know um, so I think electricians want to be preparing, you know, by future proofing installations and making considerations with the kit they're installing, but they also want to just be, you know, educating themselves so that they can educate, you know, their employees, their customers and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think you've covered Acti9 Active, Deepak. Um, is there any sort of other devices? You know, in the in the in the Schneider range, which are gonna gonna um, you know help apply these these new regulations. It, you, you've you've raised a few points there, Mike, um, about the uh, electricians understanding the technology and how they they get that information across to the um, to their customer to the consumer, and how that will benefit them by way of safety. And let's not, you know, I think it's it's clear that we should just underline the fact that. The regulations from when I started as an apprentice many years ago in the 15th edition, maybe 16th, the 15th edition it was, the brown book. I know, show me age, I don't look it. Um, but all the way along, all these changes, <laughs> thanks, John, <laughs> um, all these changes, uh, all the amendments, all the subsequent editions, it's always an improvement in safety. And, and that's that's a single goal. And I can remember when um, RCDs were first adopted or brought out, and there was a lot of pushback from the industry because, again, on the price point, because you know we've had, you know, we had a uh, an MCB, um, you know, with overload, short circuit protection, that was uh, you know the six zero nine four seven standard, um, you know, so we're getting some nice close protection type b type c type d so we're understanding the types of loads so we get you know we're getting that energy cut off as soon as possible depending on the load and also we had rcd come along earth load protection was like well why whoa, 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 one second why do we need this but then we start understanding the earth faults that appear on circuits that have potential rise for um, danger so here we are now 30 years later and rcbos because of their extensive usage the price point has come down to a point where you've mentioned as well 
it's you know we get to the point now where um putting an rcbo board in over a split load board is, is more beneficial not just for the electrician but certainly for the hope for the for the final user for the consumer so um with that in mind and, and as deepak said we you know we should either be such a global um player in the, the energy management market we have the technology um, in the commercial environment, we have the Acti 9, which has the connected properties, but we also have um, um, an AFDD for the residential market, which will be, you know, which will be on the market for the, when the regulations come out. So, we, we, you know, as, as a manufacturer, we're constantly evolving our technology and our, um, our product offer to ensure that we meet with the regulations. So it's an important one where, you know, we, we mentioned sort of cost in here and, and, and so forth. I think it's really important that we, we sort of make a point here around safety is is paramount um you know this type of technology wasn't available before it's much the same as the journey that we went on with rcd introductions many years ago um and, and i think you know it, it sort of puts a bit of a sort of chill or shiver in my spine when we talk about cost over safety because you know, how, how do you put um the cost versus somebody's life um and, and as, as sort of technology improves and we have better understanding of some of the situations and scenarios that we've started to experience, um, the safety increases that are coming, we, we can't sort of um, justify based on just cost. I think, you know, we, we've seen certain incidents that have happened in our industries over the last, uh, you know, three, four, five years. Um, and, and, and if you sort of, lead the discussion with cost it puts potentially people's lives at risk um so you know i think there's 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 that topic to sort of really just just make a point on is that it cannot be just based on cost it's all about the the improved levels of safety that now we can offer um that actually prevent harm to human beings and 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 improve safety and and, and resilience around the, the electrical uh, systems themselves I think it's a, it's a it's a really key point. I think Kieran sort of mentioned there is that you know the ultimately the the wiring regulations are there such that we we've got safer installations, practices are improving, um, and and as we as 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 people as the industry better understand some of the changing environments that we have now, in terms of the loads that we have in our homes or in commercial environments, they've evolved. Um, if we if we think about sort of a residential installation 35 years ago, it was quite a different situation. Um, the number of sort of um, electrical loads have increased in the house. Um, each room, you might have, you know, four or five um, electronic devices that are all plugged in. You might have um, electric vehicle chargers. You might have solar and, and PV arrays. So the actual systems themselves have evolved um, and, the, and the protection levels are evolving as well, such that with these new systems, we've got the, the right level of protection. So I think it's a really key point just to, to, to reiterate on, you know, cost versus safety and protection. Just, just one other point, um, sorry, Mike. Um, you mentioned uh, a few moments ago as well, um, you know, uh, capacity and spare space, again, as DP said, with these evolving technologies, which, you know, five years ago, an AFDD was maybe whispered or, you know, a, something that was potentially mentioned or may not even been in, in you know, in, in spoke about. But 
here we are now. It's it's a main topic of, of the conversation. That's why we're, we're talking about this podcast, and it's it's going to be reflected in the uh, whatever comes out in the the new amendment. But a couple of years ago, you know, ten five ten years ago, you'd leave maybe one or two spare ways in the consumer unit. But with the evolving technologies, with the advent of adding things like surge protection, again another another um, safety device to protect the devices within the home from over uh, from over voltages, then I think as electricians, we need to maybe have a bit more foresight and maybe leave not just one or two space or a bit more capacity for these evolving technologies. So every time something comes out, it's like an upgrade. You don't have to keep swapping out. Oh, it's got to go from a six way. Now we've got to go to a 10 way. Now we've got to go to a 12 way. Um, because the industry is evolving at such a pace, and it really is more so in the last five years and probably in the last 15, 20 years, um, you know, who knows what's coming, but we know there's going to be more things coming. There's going to be, you know, we're going to have more consolidation of devices. Um, so, you know, the, the idea of, of, a, um, of a consumer unit being the size of maybe an ice, you know, a piece of A4 or slightly bigger, you know, that's going to have to be looked at and, 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 it's just a consideration we need to look at, I think, moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely, like you say, future considerations need to be made when, you know, installing any equipment. But certainly with the rate it's going out and with these new devices, it, you know, what you say, I completely agree with. Um, I think we've covered, you know, the, the regulation, what's being proposed, you know, the, the devices you guys offer and, uh, yeah, considerations that need to be made. But what would we say to someone who's maybe not an electrician but is going to be affected by these regulations to say someone who owns properties or someone who's about to have a new fuse board or you know how what would the benefit benefit be to them of course we've said safety but you know it's also in an investment i think that should be noted you know most uh, can, you know people homeowners or you know property owners whether it's for business or, or you know, their place, of, their place of living, they're going to see one major electrical change, aren't they, at least, throughout the lifespan of them owning that property. So I think it's important to mention that you, know, you should always utilise the technology that's available at the time. Um, I mean, the regulations do sort of mandate that anyway. Um, but I just worry that you know, some people may put off having essential electrical work being done um, rather than accepting it so i think it's important to stress that you know you're sort of prolonging a a problem rather than addressing it you know um head on um so i think that's important to to you know business owners and property owners and stuff like that really really good point there i think you know we we talk about this as safety um <clears throat> and if we talk about the commercial space and I'll, I'll sort of let uh kieran talk about the residential space in a in a moment but when we talk about the commercial space, yes, obviously safety is sort of paramount, but um, with sort of the evolving technologies, there's a number of other topics that come come, come through with this in terms of resilience of the electrical uh, infrastructure that, that's in place so that you've not got downtime, you've not got impacts of, um, you know, problems with the electrical infrastructure. So it's not a case of waiting. It's a case of actually improving the, the electrical system. Uh, and doing it in a way that you can actually have efficiencies that come from some of these changes. So with Acti9 Active, you've got a single device that combines these technologies um, 
it offers you the level of connectivity that means that you can operate in a remote manner. So your, your facilities managers can be sat somewhere else. They can understand before the problem occurs what's happening. So, you know, the, the resilience is increased. You've got the ability to work in a remote manner. And, you know, the, the, the times of, for example, um, remote working we've seen over the past few years have become quite prominent. So you might not be on site, but you can still understand what's happening. Um, so efficiency, resilience, ability to work in a remote manner and understand what's happening and then sustainability. Now, sustainability is a, a really, I suppose, it's one of those buzzwords that we're starting to, to see more and more, but it can mean so many different things in, in so many different spaces. So you could be talking, for example, the sustainability in terms of the number of devices, the plastics used and the way that they've been sort of procured and the whole sort of uh, life cycle through the, the product. But also, when we talk about connected devices with commercial spaces, you can have sustainability programs. And once you've started to, I suppose, reduce the number of devices, understand what's happening with your electrical infrastructure such that it aids um, your understanding of what's happening, you can start to take decisions on what's happening, when it's happening, what circuits are on, what circuits are off, understand the power consumption usage, and use that information to start aiding your sustainability targets and goals. So there's so much more that comes with some of these changes. And I suppose I'm taking it into a different sort of angle, I suppose, with, with um, arc fault detection devices that are evolving um, into these really sort of I suppose, fully integrated and connected devices. Um, so, you know, you can take sort of various angles on it in the commercial space. In in the residential space, I suppose I can and hand over to, to Kieran to sort of comment, but um, uh, there's a, a lot of change that's happening, a lot of good stuff that's coming out of the evolutions of product. Um, you know, it, it, it does mean it, it, there's a lot to look out for in our industry. Yeah, I think compliance and safety are, are paramount but it's nice to see these, you know, additional benefits to installing these devices. Um, Kieran, do you want to um, talk about how that affects the domestic sort of market? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned that the split load consume unit earlier on. And again, it, you know, for, from my generation, if you remember, I can remember the first kind of uh, plastic consume unit, we had a main switch and MCBs. And then we came along with, oh, we need a split load to protect certain circuits, normally the sockets, from earth leakage so we had a split load and then we said oh we need two rcds because we need to cover all circuits so we have a dual split load in the plastic enclosure and then we go to a metal enclosure so all these evolutions of increased safety um and now we're at the situation where we're, we're looking at putting individual rcbos into into circuits so from a resilient point of view so um uh, mr or mrs consumer they uh, they plug the iron in Good subject, actually. My iron keeps tripping out. My I've still got a split load. Keeps tripping out my RCD on half the circuits. But I know that I need to reset the RCD. Whereas the general consumer, the look, and they'll go, "Oh, it's yeah, that that trip's still down because it hasn't gone out an overload or short circuit. It's the yellow button or the, the the green button or the blue button further down or the grey button further down. That's the one that's tripped. So from a, a homeowner's point of view, um. The resilience and, and, and you know and, and and I always go back to the um the, the Phoenix Knights one where you get stuck on the stairs on the chairlift because something's tripped out the MCB. Now if you have individual circuits controlled by RCBOs, that 30 milliamp allowance, you know, is per circuit as opposed to across three circuits 
four circuits, five circuits. So that builds in resilience. So, um, you know, pe people will have that so they can just go to the board, then actually circuit one's tripped and reset it. So there's, there's, there's the evolution of the, of the standards helps the consumer. And, and also the, the, there's this thing that, um, in, in, especially in the domestic environment, I'm, I'm, I'm sure most people on this call would say that they know they need to get their boiler checked once a year. Yeah, we know we need to get Mr. Gas, Mr. or Mrs. Gasman in to, to do a, a CO2 check on the boiler or you know, carbon dioxide, whatever it is. Um, but the electrics are out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. And so moving forward, and, and as you said, you know, one big change in the home, install, you know, one big electrical upgrade in your installation in, in the lifetime, then why not make sure it's up to state, you know, as future proof as you can make it by adopting these new technologies because by the time you you know 25 years down the line when you need the next upgrade you know that technology would have gone over just would have accelerated massively so there's a good couple of few you know good some good key points there resilience by doing individual circuits with devices you know individual afdds rcbos um but then also i think there's a there's a big um information piece that needs to be done within the general public to make sure they get their electrical system because no matter what device you put in if that electrical system isn't up to scratch you're just putting a sticky plaster over or a, you know a bit of tape over a leaking pipe aren't you so yeah so it's um and then and you know when you talk about electricians how do they get across to their customers the benefit of this um you know it, it, it's this is where the skill electrician comes in you know it's, it's the, the electrician needs to understand how the technology works and how it benefits it and ourselves as um manufacturers need to impart that information to electricians so they feel confident to be able to take that um, information further to their customers because the you know we, let's not lose sight of the fact that the the customer 99.9% of the time is the unskilled person and and and, and, and us, as, us, us as electricians you know we have the you know responsibility to import impart the correct safe information and solution for that for their property so some good big um, some good big movements coming on in the uh, residential space yeah i'd just like to, to pick up on kieran's uh, last comment i think you know without getting on a separate argument about uh, uh you know the periodic inspections on privately owned dwellings etc i think the devices that we now see uh, afdds obviously the latest uh, in our evolution of technologies i think it does give the uh, the homeowner, you know, peace of mind and additional means of um, providing uh, additional safety. Um, and, I, and I think it's, it is something that uh, should, should be considered um, in the design of, of, of future installations. Um, as I say, I think any safety device should be uh, taken on board. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it is, um, a contributive factor, uh, as I said, we, we don't have the we don't have periodic inspections on privately owned, and and I think it is a, a way of taking on that sort of holistic approach for safety within the within that uh, type of installation. Yeah, a, a, a great a great point. Yeah, so I think you know we've we've covered you know various aspects of AFDDs, and it's it's exciting, and I think the journey will mirror 
very much, although at an accelerated rate, the, the journey that RCDs and RCBOs took, I think, um, hopefully in price as well. And um, yeah, I think it, it's a much needed change. I don't think anyone can turn their nose up at safety. Um, I just hope that, you know, the transition um, and, and, you know, the next step of this journey of, of safety is, is easy and implemented well. Well, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up this topic and we'll get on to the next one. Um, you can find lots of information as well regarding AFDDs um, in the show notes below. I'll make sure that Schneider put any links to any topics and information that they've produced on them. Um, so yeah, make sure you check that out if you want to educate yourself on AFDDs and yeah, the upcoming changes regarding them. So there you go, guys. That's the end of episode one. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's informative. It's quite interesting to see what's been proposed and how it may affect us and also the, the offerings from Schneider Electric uh, to sort of combat these issues and navigate these new regulations. Um, check out the show notes below any additional information will, will be there make sure you're followed and subscribed and stay tuned for episode two which is going to be about rcds and rcbos so the changes and, and how that affects you know systems and stuff like that so yeah make sure you check that one out thanks for tuning in guys and i'll catch you on the next one thanks for listening if you are enjoying this show please leave a review Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes.